Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any other MP3 player that you might have. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Iceland Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Never before in the history of this show have we had the volume of news to cover that we do tonight. It is going to be insane. And we are so happy that you're going to get insane with us because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, April 19th. 2019 episode 85 of the show i am your host steve baldwin and four-fifths of the hive are here with me tonight but we're not going to tell you which four-fifths or maybe we are dave is not here wait a minute that no no i'm a hologram i'm a hologram like tupac you're force projecting yourself onto the show it is going to be an exciting show. We've got so much to cover. Star Wars Celebration, Game of Thrones, Avengers Endgame. We've got a lot. So let's get started. Without further ado, the Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent! Holy shit, Stevie B. There's so much to talk about. There is a lot of show tonight. There is a lot of show. And I'm going to start it off real quick, if I may, which is a quick aside. Non-Star Wars, non-Game of Thrones, non-Marvel Comics related. It is is 419 the day that this show airs and tomorrow one day only if you live in denver colorado i suggest you go to the carl's jr located on where is it it's on colorado boulevard 4050 colorado boulevard because that is the only place you can get the santa fe uh no i'm sorry it's the rocky mountain high hamburger <laughs> the first ever cbd infused cheeseburger available only at Carl's Jr. On what day is it? 420. 420. 420. Who you can knew? get it for the low, low price of just $4.20. Who knew that I, Carl Karcher would be our conduit to a buzz? I don't I don't understand the marketing strategy of expecting stoners to recall that they have to be at a certain place at a certain time <laughs> in order for it to work. Man, if oh, only our Northern University uh, sponsorship panned out better, I'd be there. In line, <laughs> waiting to get my CBD burger. Oh, man. Also on the show tonight, he is a lifelong Star Wars fan. Scott! Ivansky. Oh, my God, Steve. I'm amped. I'm so amped today. I mean, seriously, we have celebration news coming out of every orifice, <laughs> coming out of your porg right now. Mm. But I have a new slogan for myself. It's my new tagline. Wait, you're not yeah. lifelong Star Wars fan? I am. Anymore? I will always be that. But I want to add on... Let the past die. Ooh, we're gonna we're gonna go with that. That's my feeling. See, we haven't even started talking about the trailer, and you're already all over it. I'm all over that shit. It's gonna be a crazy night tonight. We got <sighs> so much to talk about. Man. Oh my god, JJ's back. You know, one thing talking about JJ and uh, Star Wars Celebration. 
I discovered that you are not the only lifelong Star Wars fan. I hear there's a couple of them out there. But... You and Stephen Colbert have something in common. I we need I need to be on his show. We need to talk to him about this because yeah. we have some disagreements on that. All right. Um not on the show yet. He is the captain of the Nico Rodriguez. Did it come from Lucasfilm? Most definitely did, but Nico is not joining us tonight. God, Nico. Uh, he is. What's going on with Nico? Uh, he's. I don't know. He's working tonight, oh, supposedly. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that's the rumor. He, maybe he'll join us later. Okay. He might make an appearance. I hope so. We'll see how that goes. All right, and finally, gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. We have. Now, get your hands off <laughs> Dave! Have a look at the headlock here. <laughs> Under no circumstances. Ah, uh, yes. I see that you know your judo Should you ever. Get your hand off my penis! <laughs> Well, that was out of nowhere. And, and I mean... This is the bloke who got me on the penis before. <laughs> Ever! Why did you do this to me? Call him. What is the charge? Eating a meal? Harry. A succulent Chinese meal? Potter. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Welcome oh. to the show, Dave. It's so good to be here. <laughs> limp penis? Was that the last bit of that? That was the la- that was the glorious last bit of that. So oh my god. That, that was the highlight. Yeah. That was that was the highlight. Low light. It's well it's 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 hard to follow that one, but here here we are. Good afternoon, good morning. Not that hard apparently. You. Wherever, whenever, I mean, however I've, you I've heard of soft lighting, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However you are listening, we are four by five tonight. Mm. Eco's not going to be sorry he missed that one. I have a feeling, but uh, mm. we have we have a, we have our facsimile Nico with us, don't we, Steve? Uh, yes, we do. One question we... Nico has for you, Dave. Did it come okay. from Lucasfilm? Ah, it's like he's it's like he's here. So, like he's here. so it this is the pop culture Nirvana moment, right? I mean, we've got Game of Thrones finale starting up this month. We are when this show drops, we are a week away from not having to worry about Avengers Endgame spoilers on the internet anymore and of course the Star Wars trailer came out it's it's like Super Bowl the NBA finals and the World Series are all happening in the same week right now so with all of that in mind I do have just a, a choice that I want to throw out for the group I have a I have a Star Wars choice if you will for the group to okay. to celebrate this momentous week that we have here all right bring it here we go. son of a bitch all right let's try that again it's a little game we like to call Star Wars Choices. Think of a hard choice you'll face in the near future. It's true. Okay, would you rather be intimate with a Wookiee? Choose wisely. Or be intimate with Ula, but Jabba gets to watch? I just assume he's a Wookiee. Star Wars Choices! Ah, uh, back from the dead. So good. I just wrote on a piece of paper and showed uh, a Scott, I'm nailing this producer thing. (laughs) Anyway, Dave, give us the Star Wars choices. 
I had but one simple request in the pre-show. I really just had one simple request in the pre-show. Ah, uh, sorry about that. You know <laughs> whose fault it really is. God, Nico. That's right. All right, Dave. Uh, so, give us your Star Wars choices, my friend. Who is the better on-screen incestuous couple? Is it Jamie and Cersei Lannister of Game of Thrones? Or is it Luke and Leia of the original Star Wars trilogy? Who is the better on-screen incestuous couple? All right, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Game of Thrones, Jamie and Cersei, uh, hardcore on, on that for sure. No doubt. They're, bo- they're they're both fraternal twins. That that's all I'm saying. They have children together, multiple. I know. I know. They, I'm not arguing with they the choice. They do just... it on screen. <laughs> At their son's funeral. <laughs> it gets worse. I mean... It doesn't stop there. Just keep going. Pick a season, and it's horrible. I mean, it's because of their incestuous lovemaking that the whole series kicks off yeah. and becomes conflicted with Bran getting shoved out the window. Sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler but, for, uh, I mean, for, come on, man. They're responsible for all the drama. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, Greg, my- do you concur with that? Uh, I would have to concur, yes, because unless you retcon it and you can get a little bit of Splinter of the Mind's eye in there, then yeah, it's pretty much, it's, you know. (laughs) I wasn't going to go there, but man, Greg, you pulled out Splinter of the Mind's eye. That's Mm. nice. Yeah, there was was some advancing of the incestuous storyline that, uh, you know, true love meant to be in that story, so. Mm. Scott, what say you? It's it's I really I really want to say Game of Thrones I do but but here's the problem with my Game of Thrones idea or answer hmm. is you can't even just pick Jamie and and seriously seriously you can go Jon Snow and Daenerys you can go that's a good point um, yeah uh, but 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 they're not twins. Okay. Luke and Leia and Cersei and Jamie have the twin thing going on and yeah. by the way Jamie and Luke both lost the same hand. Twinning. Yes, totally. <laughs> you just did a spit take. Oh my can, god. Can you just make sure that when you throw out the twinning I don't have a mouthful of beer. That would be so, that would be useful. Why was I not videotaping? You almost that? got sprayed. Yeah, seriously, that was terrifying. I had to do the head back and tilt back to make sure it didn't go. I think anyway. you got a little bit on your well, side. I probably then. did. Um yeah, good point, good point. But I let me just at least add to that cuz mm. you also have uh Oberyn and his sister and uh, man, seriously, Game of Thrones is just fucked up when it comes to incest. Um, I want to. I want to be. It's strong. only incest mm. if you know about it, though. So. <laughs> is that, is, is that, it though? Is, yeah, is, 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 really? That's like our know. is is bonus material canon. I don't know. You know, <laughs> if you don't know it, is is it? Oh, well, that's funny. As much as I want to be the Star Wars fan on this, I'm I'm going with Game of Thrones. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with Game of Thrones just on the sheer volume of material that's there. But <laughs> wow. I think Luke Good and Leia you, had Jamie. more I think Luke and Leia had more potential as an incestuous couple. I, I will so I will say that. I, I agree. You know what here here's what tipped the the scales for me. It honestly was Tip. Just yeah. the tip? Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> no, there were so many moments with Jamie and uh Cersei and I I have to say this. I the scene with them at the funeral was just disturbing to me. Like, I already knew everything else was disturbing. That, that's the scene where you drew the line? The scene at the funeral? Like, <laughs> no, season six? <laughs> I, drew, I was disgusted, but then it was like, 
you are seriously going to take her down at the casket of your dead psycho son. What yeah, the hell? I, I see I see where Scott's coming because you know you see at that first episode and you see the bone and you're like ew that's gross and everything like that but yeah. you know you, it, I don't want to say you're desensitized to it but you realize that it's it's their thing you don't approve of it but you realize it's there the whole at the funeral I mean it's it's like <laughs> on his body it's not even like... I know oh my god they slam up against the casket and then fall down no you're right Greg seriously that first moment you're like ooh this is pretty disgusting. Oh, but then you're shocked that he throws a kid out of a window. So you're like, yeah. where's the desensitization? I can't say that. Is it the, the incest or the murdering of a child? Which he doesn't get murdered. But seriously, at one point you're just like, oh my God, now they're slamming on the casket of their <laughs> dead son. What is wrong with this family? It's such a so, great show. So I hope they open up the next episode. Just spoiler alert. I hope they open up the next episode with Jamie looking at Bran and saying, Need a push? And oh. Bran looking at Jamie and saying, Need a hand? Oh, I'm done. Yep. I'm done. I'm out. That's All it. right. This has been Star Wars Choices. <laughs> oh, man. Need a crying game shower after that segment. My God. You know what? Yeah. You've got Star Wars has to be thanking Game of Thrones right now to get mm. that subject, get that topic off of them and back onto Game of Thrones. Seriously, <laughs> 40, 40 years of that, and now it's like yes. oh, Game of Thrones. Yes, because yep. yep. I'm sure Lucasfilm is sitting around going, "What could happen to take the, the all of the incest jokes and references off of Star Wars and take it somewhere else?" That's their big concern. Yeah, yep. that is. well if you've ever lied on a podcast um give us a call let us know how that went that's five six two that was out of nowhere four five five four four eight three that's five six two four five five hive that's h i v e in case you can't spell hive and you can also find us online at theretchedhive.net on Facebook, although we don't recommend it. Facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. You can tweet at us at Wretched Hive Pod. Find us on Instagram, Wretched Hive 77. And which you can inexplicably also, we do recommend. And you can also email the show to show at theretchedhive.net. So, guys, we've got a ton of news. My God. Oh, this is going to be a long segment. Let's do this. We just dive right in. Dive right in. World Headquarters. This is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Well, guys, we have a trailer. We have a trailer for Episode 9. And a title. And a title... Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker finally gets it up. Man, let the ED jokes begin. Uh, but we're going to break this down for you really quick. We're going to do a quick run through. Let's do it. A quick run through of I'm the trailer. I'm looking at you, Scott. I'm sharing my screen. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that these guys know Scott so well. Uh, here we go. Let's fire this up. Here's The Rise of Skywalker. The logo is gray again, and that has no significance, unlike what we said last time. All right, so right off the bat, we're starting with Ray. Um, we got a little now, Game of Thrones incest 
heavy breathing going on there. What's going on? Yeah, right. I thought wasn't that was it, Scott breathing. That was. Now, was it, didn't the episode 8 trailer also begin with Ray's breathing? Trying to focus and concentrate on using the Force and levitating the stones? Let's quickly make a clarification. Let's just call this a teaser. This is a teaser. Okay, all right, just like the, the teaser. all the intro teasers. Well, didn't the teaser for Episode Eight start with her breathing, too? I believe so, and, and Luke's trying so to train her and just breathe <coughs> or something like that. All right, so we have Ray here, uh, clearly on a desert planet. There's mountains in the background. There's a uh, shot coming up here that makes me think this is Tatooine. But let's play it a little bit more. Ray is uh, looking we off. Passed on all we know. Sorry, Luke. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. All right. Every generation has a legend. Okay, so obviously this is a callback to Episode One: The Phantom Menace. The trailer. This, it's this, the same exact yes. copy. This, well, this, this <clears throat> yes. title card right here. But the first of all, there's the the mimicry. The mimicry that the, it's just like JJ's first teaser for the Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, we're we're starting out instead of Finn popping up in the desert, we're seeing a pull-in shot or whatever on Ray. Uh, the heavy breathing, which is very similar to what Finn was doing in that trailer as well. Yeah. Um, you also have the thousand generations line. A thousand generations from uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? right? Teaching Luke about the Force. Luke using that as a callback to the moment Obi-Wan's teaching him. Yes. So here's... here's I, I'm going to pick it apart real quick. I'm going to go through it really fast. I know we just kind of briefly talked about it. Quick. My one moment that I think is a missed opportunity here is if you want to do all these great callbacks, because there will be more through the rest of this trailer or mm -hmm. teaser, um, is instead of Rey grabbing the lightsaber, she could have pulled a Yoda at this point. If she's going to be the last Jedi... She could have just put that hand out and pulled that thing out with the force. Mm. It would have been kind of a little bit more monumental to me to see that thing fly across into her hand. Much that like, would have been cool. Like the Force Awakens. Now, well, my question is, what lightsaber is that? That is absolutely Luke's lightsaber. Absolutely. So apparently, it's Luke's lightsaber handle. But I think there's a lot of speculation online as to whether or not it's the same kyber crystal and therefore same blade as the Legacy Skywalker lightsaber. It is. I'm going to just yeah, say I've, right I've heard the arguments for the for the white blade, but I, I disagree. I think it's just washed out against the sand. I think I still yep. think it's a blue blade. I'm I could be proven wrong, but I'm I'm team blue myself. I'm, so I'm team Greg. I'm team blue. Is and... someone eating or playing with Legos in the background? Someone, that's uh, I'm, I, I'm kind balls. of I'm, I'm kind of mixing around with some model stuff over here. So uh, sorry about that. No, that's okay. All right, okay. So let's um, and on. also before you go back, Yo. is that Tatooine or could that be uh, the remnants of Jetta or Jakku? Yeah. Yep. I so yeah. The argument against Jakku is that there's not enough like debris from a giant battle on the yeah. planet's surface, but. I have to say, I don't think when uh, when Finn crashed in the desert that there was a lot of debris around him in his journey into the oasis where he meets Ray. That is correct. So what, what sets this apart for me, though, are the mountains in the background. Yeah. The mountains in the background, I don't recall, although Jeddah had mountains, certainly, and more terrain than just a desert. Um, Jakku looked very flat to me. I don't recall any mountains, but these mountains look like... Death Valley, California. Yeah, frankly. most of the but, scenery that we see so far looks very similar to the Tatooine landscape with the yeah. rock, rocky outcroppings and stuff. Yes. 
yeah. Dave, what'd you want to, what'd you got? No, I was going to say, Greg, if it is uh Jetta, if it is, uh, you know, the, the Jetta area, it would that make you more or less inclined to think that she was looking for another Kyber crystal? Uh, yeah. For the blade? Yeah. Because that's where, that's where, uh, the Empire was going to mine kyber crystals. That's where the heart of the Jedi Order was at one point in time with all the temples and everything like that. So that would make a lot of sense. Okay. I didn't even think about this. That would be a fantastic twist to the story is pulling in Rogue One on this. I think that's a, a wonderful yeah. idea. I, and I think that seems to be a theme through this trailer. And I think you want to hit on this a lot, Scott, as sort of like reflecting back to the beginning. Yeah. Well, there is a lot of let the past die nonsense that I'm going to be bringing up. Let's move forward here. We have an aerial shot of the planet's surface with the mountains. And an Imperial TIE fighter. TIE destroyer, actually. Okay, now let's take a quick look at that blade. So that lights it so she's now ignited the blade and thrust it sort of behind her she's in a battle stance she's getting ready to to she's getting ready for battle essentially that blade looks a hell of a lot like luke's blade the first the moment it ignites you see more of the blue but i i see what you're saying dave it does look very dave you were the one that brought this up i think about it being white um i do see it in this shot here also, I want to point out, it's a battle stance, but if you notice the angle of the shot, it's a point-of-view shot looking back at Ray. Right. Um, but you notice that she's turned away from whatever is coming at her. So it's funny that it's a battle stance as she's spinning around. Right. It was so, a little bit unexpected. Like, what? Yeah. what is going on here? Right. So was something coming from behind? Was something like a collision thing of two objects coming at her at two yeah. different angles but right. yeah. and i have to say her her uh complexion looks great for someone who spends a lot of time in the <clears throat> desert yeah scott is int- intimating that somebody's trying to enter her back door i think yes. oh my god let's move on yes yes <laughs> and with those gloves get all right so she looks behind head. and she starts running now i'm gonna try to freeze this as best i can here this is the uh this is the jump sequence this let is me the see money if I, shot. This is the yeah, money shot right here. That's yeah. This is the money shot of this trailer. So let me see if I can. Fantastic. Ah, I skip past it. So well, she she skims over the top, jumps up and over the top as the tie destroyer flies underneath her. So so much speculation on this. This is not Kylo Ren's ship. This is a different ship than the one that we saw in the original in Last Jedi. So here's a pretty good shot of that ship, Scott. Right. So look at that ship and look at the uh, the cockpit area. That is a totally reformed ship. It's more of a tie interceptor mm-hmm. type. Uh, plus all that red imagery, which is going to flash to something else. I'm going to make a comment later on in the trailer when we get to. It's rebuilt. It could have been Kylo's mm. at some point, but it has been rebuilt with this new red interface in the middle it kind of reminds me of some of the toys that came out that were special uh imperial force uh tie fighters they had more red designs added into the gray and the blacks okay so okay well i think a lot of the first order ships have had red more red integrated into them than the previous tie fighters yeah that's not new right yeah that's true the first order tie fighters have the red uh markings they do 
they were reversed. They were all black with the white solar panel, the panels on the side. But I think there's some that have a little bit of red. This okay. isn't the first TIE fighter we've seen with red. However, a lot of people have been saying right away that this is Kylo Ren's, uh, mm. what, what was it called? Uh, the Sith um, Silencer, right? Mm. Is, that, mm. is that his ship name? Mm. Um, oh, sure. Anyway, sounds right. if you look at his original ship from The Last Jedi, that is not the same ship. So I, I find that very interesting that people are trying to make that. Either it's been rebuilt or he has a different ship in this, if that's well, him. Hey, Scott, what was the name of Darth Maul's ship from uh, Phantom Menace? Oh, my God. Do you um, remember? Because I don't. Isn't the Sith? It's a Sith. Um... The Infiltrator. Infiltrator. Thank Sith you. Infiltrator. Okay. Yeah, Sith Infiltrator. All right, moving forward. Okay, this is This Christmas. Now, this shot is uh, looks like a sort of a dark, cl- moody, bluish-gray shot. Uh, cloud, clouds, um, looks very moist. Any any idea what planet this could be? Yes, I actually have a couple theories and thoughts on this. Okay. It, it's, look- it's got the Instagram filter to end all Instagram filters on that thing, though. <laughs> Just look at the color tone. It no really, to me, flashes back to Rogue One when they go into that yes. Imperial base with the yes. X-Wings, and they're go- doing like a little ground assault to go uh, see, um, oh my goodness, uh, what's-her-name's dad, who's there. Who yeah. Ends up getting Galen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it has flashes that. However, if you keep playing here, I want to stop it again because there is a moment. Before it comes off the scene? Yeah, it, it'll. there's one more thing happening in this right there. So we see a ship and a lot of people. Gun- have been Gungan this- City. It, it is definitely. It did Gungan very. Re- it reminded me of that. Like, what happened to Gungan City? Did it dry up? <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be Naboo. Oh, my God. Yeah. So and look at people- that. Looks like a Naboo Starfighter, too. With uh, the, or with an A wing. That's, Could be an it A-wing. looks like an A. It looks like an A wing to me from the back. There's another picture of an A wing coming up later now, too. Hold on, yeah. but that. So again, we're going to talk about that later. This has been speculated as an A wing fighter. However, yeah, yeah. if you've gone frame by frame, which I have now after 137 times watching this Can trailer, I, <laughs> I will tell you that that doesn't have the exact shape and the foils around the engines mm. as an A-Wing, and it does look very similar to the ship that Rey is seeing in her flashbacks from The Force Awakens, hmm. leaving her on the desert planet. Ooh. Oh, good nice, call, Scott. Nice call, Scott. You're right. It's the same engine configuration for sure. Just look at it again. And very look close. At, look at where that kind of, whatever that is, that central like, yeah. raised part of the ship, yeah. that might be a cockpit area. Yes. Looks very similar to that. So It's a good call. Raise drunk-ass parents. Yeah. Well done, sir. All right. Uh, let's keep going here. We got Kylo body slamming a, a foe on what looked That's like. That's really cool because it looks like he stabbed him with one of the side hilts, you know, of the, yes. of the blades and uses it yeah. to slam down the body there. Really cool shot. Yeah, okay. that is a great shot. Great and great hair action from Adam Driver in that mm. shot. Fantastic. Like, Adam, Adam does have great hair. Thank God he's just had a shirt on in this one, though. Yep. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Smoothest right. nipples in the business. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so we have uh, Kylo clearly repairing his shattered I, helmet. We don't okay. know that's Kylo, to be fair. That's not true. That's it true. Is. We don't see his face. No, that's but true. Look at how hairy those arms are. That is not mm. Kylo Ren. Thank you, Scott. Mm. You took the words right out of my mouth. Adam Driver has the greatest arm full of hair. 
ever. That looks like an Ugnot or a cast member from Planet of the Apes is oh, making a repair on that. Ooh, God. could it be a Wookiee? If we have an Ugnot show up <laughs> repairing the helmet, I'm just saying, it's going to be nerdgasm. It's going to be porg. Ugnot? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay, we got some shots, shots shots of our heroes. Looking, we've got a new droid, a new little partner for... For Ronnie BB-8. James, <clears throat> it's Ronnie the James down there. Can yep. can we talk? Or are we just doing a quick thing? Because I do want to. I'm going to bring something up about the Kylo thing. We'll just go quick. quick. So the character that he's slamming, if you do that also in in a frame by frame or slow motion, yeah. that to me, and this is speculation on my part, is one of the Knights of Ren. Look at all okay. of the character designs and then the actual shapes of the the outfits and the helmets that they're wearing. That is one of the actual knights. That that helmet right there. Let's see if I can isolate it for you. Also, and the repair yeah, of, his, to find. of his mask. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So as you see that, um, you will see that his outfit is mm. very, very similar to one of whatever it is, six or seven of those guys in those shots. So this could be a moment that I think the Knights of Ren might actually have a decent appearance in this <laughs> film. Okay. Also, the, the repair of the helmet. Notice, well, that would be well, at least an appearance, which they have well, not made yet. So. Yeah, I was right. going to say, are they going to get more or less screen time than uh, in sync? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on from uh, BB-8 and uh, Dio here. Okay. So there we've got Billy D flying the Falcon. Nice. That was Sorry, Lando. Nice. Lando flying the Falcon. It's Billy. Laughing as he flies to his death. I broke open Mm. a Colt 45 just for him. Works every time. Does it every time. Now, this ship clearly to me looks like a skiff. Yeah. Like from Return of the Jedi. It it does, but you you missed the the bigger, more important thing in the frame there, which is there are some fucking sand troopers with jetpacks flying around. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Let me see if I can. uh, Two things. Stop there. Dave is absolutely correct. So there is the skiff that they're on, and the first thing you see coming out of that blast is a what looks to be a sand trooper riding a speeder bike, and then the second one that's going to come up on the top part of the frame you'll see is actually flying with a jetpack. So yeah. I think this is going to be... Hard to isolate that, guys, but yeah. Whether you like 3 p or not, this is going to be a throwback to a chase sequence like like Endor. And now Stormtroopers with jetpacks, that's straight out of the gaming universe, right? Yeah, and the, actually the only, only time we've ever seen that, I think, on screen and they never used it was in A New Hope. There are... They're called mm. space troopers. They're outside the docking bay as the Falcon is being pulled in. Mm-hmm, they are a different mm-hmm. shape of stormtrooper. They actually made action figures out of. And they're in the art, the Ralph McQuarrie original paintings. They are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, in, all right. In the game, one of the games that I play that's produced by Fantasy Flight, one of the miniatures games, Imperial Assault, which is kind of like a dungeon crawl. I guess the most analogous thing you could say is like Dungeons and Dragons with Star Wars characters. Yeah. There are as enemies that are playable uh, jet troopers, which are stormtroopers that fly around with jetpacks. Yes. All right. We got to move on. Okay. Coming up to my favorite scene here in a second here. My favorite clip. Okay, that, that's an A-wing that just flew by. This is okay, the one but that... Okay, but hang on. Hang on. Before no, we yeah, go no, by the A-wing. Hang on. Who's right. going to jump on this? Because Dave, I think, already knows. I, 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 you, let, me, let me take this one. So that looks like to be an A-wing, and it's spiraling down. But if you can freeze frame, which Steve is having a real hard time doing. It, it's tough. 
there is a large object in the background yes. that looks really, really, really like it's a Republic battle cruiser That's from right. the Clone Wars. Look at that. Look at that closely. All right, let me, let me play this little part again and see if I can pause it on the right uh, moment. Right there. So as you go mm. over the the, the back, there it is. There's there, the red stripe oh, right down the middle. There it is. And, it's, oh and, and if you back God, it up, you see the awesome. conning tower kind of flash through the the frame. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Good call, guys. Yeah. Now when when so moving on to this next little clip, when I saw this, I was like, okay, this is now legit. J.J. Abrams is my is my people. This is the medallion that it looks to be. The one of the medallions that were uh, were given were awarded to Han and Luke at the end of Episode Four. I'm going with Hans. I'm just gonna say I think this is Hans. Are those medallion. Leia's hands? Yeah, because those look like Leia's yeah. hands. I'm gonna uh, say okay. yes, but it's I don't think I think this is newer footage and somebody else is filling in for her yeah. for these shots. God, it's so good. Yeah, but if you look at the old medallions from the old stills, mm -hmm. you will see that it is one of either Hans or Luke's medallion. Mm -hmm. I love Maybe it. it's the one that she never gave to Chewie, and she's oh. like, Chewie, finally yeah. here, 30 years later, here you go. I've been hanging on to this for so long. Where you been, you hairy oaf? Translation. Thanks, bitch. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll always be with you. Okay, we got to stop it here. There's there's a couple of scenes. The, these are like rapid fire now at the end. It's every two seconds it changes. So we got the whole crew... JJ in the panel that we'll talk about in a moment talked about how a large part of this movie is all the heroes together yes. on an adventure, which is which is again harkens back to episode four and five. And then you've got this amazing scene with the with the heroes walking up to a cliff, looking out over the ocean, and what do they see? It looks like the remnants of a fallen Death Star. Yeah. No, it is definitely Yeah. Clearly, pretty Death. clearly it yeah. is. Um, yeah, because how many of those things are out there? <laughs> well, we know two, two at least. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. No one's ever really gone. Okay, we're going to pause it there. Oh, you should just let it go because it does lend itself to the next moment here. All right, no one's ever really gone. <laughs> have the title sequence star wars in blue in blue star wars the rise of skywalker so i i just got one thing real quick so i read a column the day this came out that was all about the significance of the color of the logo yeah and that the the logo was purple and i just i was like what the fuck is this person smoking it's clearly blue yeah. it's clearly blue yeah the dress is gold, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, exciting stuff. Exciting, exciting stuff. I, it was much overdue. I mean, this was, well, it's April now. What, five, six months later yeah. than, than we're used to getting trailers. So um, was it worth the wait, Dave Potter? It was. I'm a little disappointed that they, they actually revealed the, the title of the movie just because now there's at least I'm, – I'm sure there's multiple theories about what it 
quote unquote means. Yeah. There's one that I really like, and now I find myself shading my thought process on what does everything in the trailer mean, and what could the story be about in in terms of what I think that title now means. And I, I just feel like it would have been more fun if they left it blank and just said Star Wars Episode Nine, and we were just looking at footage and not trying to fit it into a, a preconceived notion. But one thing I want to jump back to, which is we were clearly looking at wreckage of a Death Star, yeah. and there's a lot of debate over, is that on the forest moon of Endor, or is it on the the Yavin 4 moon from uh, Star Wars A New Hope? Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I, I, my rampant speculation is that it's the, the Yavin moon, because we have the clip of her looking at the metal from uh, you know, from the episode four, mm-hmm. and we also know that this is repurposed footage, probably from episode seven, which was shot on a set that was we all commented at the time was very, very reminiscent of that base on on Yavin four. Yeah, but story wise, if Palpatine is coming back, it would make more sense that it be the Death Star from Return of the Jedi. It really would. Mm-hmm. So I. I don't know. There's evidence in the trailer to me to suggest Yavin 4, but just story-wise, if Palpatine comes back, it makes a lot more sense that that's the Death Star that he died on. Yeah. Greg, what do you think the rise of Skywalker refers to? Are we talking about Rey's rise in power? Are we talking about Luke's rising from the dead? What does the title mean? We're talking about Luke's massive Jedi erection that he pumps into whoever Ray's mama is, and we're proving that Ray is a Skywalker once and a, once and for all. You mean he meets a Kenobi somewhere along the way, and yeah. wow. she meets Mara Jade. Mm. Mara Jade. Russell we, Mara we Jade. Haven't seen, we haven't seen Carrie Russell yet, so yeah. Well, she's going to get a rise of Skywalker in her is what she's going to get. Greg and I clash quite a bit on this show, but my but you God, agree man. with the Jedi large Jedi erection? Uh, yeah, huh? I'm okay. full on Jedi erection. Well, That's what I'm doing. If All it's right. a large Jedi erection, it's probably from uh, Qui Gon Jinn because Liam Neeson has the biggest <laughs> cock in Hollywood. <laughs> Um, Scott, well, well, since that answer was just completely not what I was hoping for, <laughs> Scott, Scott, what is, what is the, what is the rise of Skywalker mean? Uh, it, What's your prediction, man? It, it's tough right now. Uh, it could mean, I'm kind of down to two things right now. Okay. I, I think there is going to be something big with Luke in this film. I don't know what, I don't know if he's coming back. There has been speculation that he's actually still alive or Mm. was able to cheat death somehow. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think what it's more pointed towards is one, I will, my personal feeling is Ray's going to be a Skywalker. I think that that, we can call it retcon, but I think it was in JJ's plan. I think there was some tension between JJ and and uh, uh, Ryan Johnson mm. about that whole. Uh, I know we've disagreed, but seriously, between yeah. uh, episode seven and episode eight, I yeah. think he's kind of come around. And he made some statements at Celebration about that, which I found interesting how he skirted it. Now, let, let me pull this back for a second. I think the rise of Skywalker is going to refer to how this legacy ends, this legend, as they state in this trailer. It's the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. We've. we've talked and argued and debated this on the show and I think that's where we're going with this. This is going to be that moment where we have that title that just refers to something bigger than just Luke Skywalker. I yeah. think it's the whole family legacy that we see here. 
Greg, is there a possibility that the rise of Skywalker somehow refers to Kylo? Uh, I I don't know that it's going to. I don't I, I don't know that I see that. I will give you a somewhat serious answer though, and I'm going to touch on a little bit of what Scott says because Scott's saying it goes against what you know Ryan Johnson specifically that he called out, but. You have to remember that the parents being nobody was strictly coming from Kylo, and if Kylo's, right. if Kylo's an unreliable narrator, right. then that's just a story. It has nothing to do with Ryan Johnson. It could have been the plan all along, and that the hey, in this story, we want Kylo to tell Ray that you know her parents were nothing to get her to dash her hopes and to drive her towards the dark side, mm-hmm. um, just a little bit further. And she's already got conflicted feelings. Lucas said from the beginning of the movie that that he senses a, a, a deep darkness within her. You know, she's, she went towards the dark first thing. So the rise of Skywalker might be the next version of the Jedi. They're no longer Jedi. They're now Skywalker or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? the, right. But the Jedi religion is dead and it's now Skywalker is what it is. Yeah. I, I, I'm with Greg on that. That's the theory I like, but let me, I'm, I just want to read aloud a little bit from an article I found today that I really liked. It's an opinion piece online at CBR. And it's about how Palpatine's return ties into The Last Jedi's themes. And I'm just going to read whole sections of this aloud because I think it's that... I, I like it that much. It is not unreasonable to assume that Palpatine's return is somehow Disney trying to make up for Star Wars The Last Jedi. Many fans see its themes as antithetical to the Star Wars saga as a whole. They feel the idea of letting the past die runs contrary to everything the series stands for. And these people are objectively missing the point of The Last Jedi. And indeed, what might be missing the point of what Palpatine's return represents in the greater Star Wars mythology. Let the past die isn't The Last Jedi's message. There are two core themes at play in The Last Jedi. It seems apparent that Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker will build upon both themes but in different ways. The first theme is that we learn from failure. Yoda very bluntly says this in his small memorable scene. It is the mentality that guides the whole plot. Everybody in The Last Jedi fails in some way and the characters are forced to develop beyond that failure. Finn and Rose fail to complete their mission, putting the Resistance at risk. Poe fails to be a worthy leader and helps almost ruin the Resistance. Rey fails to realize that Kylo cannot be saved, thus putting a worse madman in charge of the First Order. Luke fails in his inability to resist the pull of the dark side that has been tugging at him all his life. And these failures result in everyone becoming stronger characters in their personal journeys. When the rise of Skywalker starts, these characters have emerged from their lowest points as better people, capable of defeating the First Order once and for all. The second theme, however, is that the past isn't that great. We can't keep repeating the cycle of the past, and in order to truly grow, we must move beyond it. But at the same time, the theme isn't let the past die so much as it is grow beyond the past. It's very telling that the only characters who speak about ending the past are either Kylo Ren, who's the villain, or Luke, who realizes he was wrong. Yoda again states this theme perfectly. We are what they grow beyond. Hmm. All right. Hello, so, Captain of the Millennial Falcon. Is oh, the captain muted, has so. the captain joined us? Now he's unmuted. The captain oh. has joined you. Hi, Nico. Welcome Hello. in. I thought there were some Thank you, sir. voices coming in there. All right, so so Scott, yeah. is there? <laughs> do I even want to go here? I don't know. Is episode? Does it look like episode nine to you? For what the limited amount of footage we've seen. Does it seem like Disney is trying to make amends for eight in some way? I don't think so. 
I don't, There's no fan servicing going on here for the 50% of fans that didn't like this movie. I, As much as I have fun with you guys saying yeah. that stuff, I'm going to just say this. I don't think that that's Disney's M.O. in this okay. case. I mean, okay. They are a corporation that seems to cater to the masses. I yeah. know they want to make their, you know, their ends, you know, that, that final tally be another $2 billion. However, I, I don't think that's the case. And I think J.J. is the one that's kind of stepping in and, and convincing them it's okay. Like, well, we can handle this. And he made mm-hmm. a couple statements at Celebration that kind of make me believe that. Um, and it's what I really liked about J.J. And the, and the presentation that happened. He had a lot of fun with it. Um, we're going to talk about Stephen Colbert and everything. But I want to also, and I, I don't want to lead right into it, but seriously... Guys, I, I know you're you're pulling from that article, and you can read whatever you want into it. I don't think what you're saying is a hundred percent on that. And plus, it's CBR, so let's back this up just a notch and calm ourselves down. <laughs> so, um, no offense to CBR. No offense. Oh, not bastions of just factual. <laughs> Big That's a, well, Dave prefaced it with saying it's an opinion piece. It is. Yeah, and it's it's an opinion. It's an opinion piece, and it's a a reasonably argued opinion piece and, and yes you're free to disagree with it but i don't i don't think you can say that it's not a well-constructed argument i i could but i'm gonna say i see your point. <laughs> but here's the here's the thing um there was a, so you brought up a lot of great points and if we really broke those points down dave let's get into bullet points because i know you kind of go into that mode so let's do that you brought up two things i want to i really want to touch on you talked about poe being one everyone fails in this movie poe didn't fail Go back and watch that movie again. We all rewatched it. Poe actually is the one that becomes the new leader. He doesn't fail. Everyone doesn't fail at the end of that movie, and we are led well, to the next movie. That, 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 that's not what it's saying. People fail at during the movie and then grow beyond that failure. But that's exactly. not. I mean, Poe, Poe's, Poe's arc is he was a jackass as a leader on the front end and grows beyond that and becomes a successful leader at the end. But they contradict he, he may, their own he may point. Have, he may have won that battle at the beginning, but it, it it was the cost of the battle that was the failure. Agreed. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm agreeing with you guys. However, if you just listen for a second, the article is actually contradicting itself. Poe, all the characters fail in this film. They talk about growing beyond that, where they're going to go next. They don't actually fail, or most of them, or some of them don't fail. Let me take that back. Some of them don't fail. Poe is one of them. He actually becomes the leader in the film. This isn't like Empire, where the, everyone gets their ass handed to them, and we have to wait to the next film to learn how that changes. And so I think what Dave is saying, he, he became the leader despite his early failure. Right, but the article, my point is that the article states in there, if I, if I heard you correctly and I read the article correctly, they state that the point of this movie is that everyone fails and they have to move beyond that. And um, you're terrifying me. I thought no, you're fine. Go, keep uh, talking. And, and, and anyway, so my point is is that Poe is one of those people. He becomes the leader who gets them out of the, out of the, uh, the base and into the area they need to be. He becomes something greater in the film. I, again, I disagree with their opinion on it. That's all. I just don't think That's what fair. they're trying to say is stated r- clearly or even right at some points for some of the characters. Now, um, oh man, all right, that, just, that's fair. Well, you well, Scott, you you mentioned the the 
the panel at Star Wars Celebration. I think I want to get into that. I know you got more points to make, and I know you're going to circle back. I am. But but well, you got me off on this subject. You got me going off on this direction, and I really wanted to touch on it. <laughs> yeah, I know Greg wanted to go go off on something, but go on the panel. Let's just go on the panel. No, no, I, no. There was I, 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 I want Scott to continue. Finish I up. wanted I wanted to actually talk about something Dave talked about, which I found fascinating because Dave had some great points about the Death Star. Which one was it? Yavin and all that such. And we were talking about that. Here's if you really go back to that for just a moment, look at do a little investigation on this. This is going to be Death Star Two. I want to believe that it's yeah. Yavin based off of terrain and a couple other things that were pointed out. Look at the shape of the dish. The actual dish itself should say Yavin all over it. First Death Star. The problem is, is if you go and actually do a lot of research about Star Wars and the two planets that the moon, I'm sorry, the Death Star 1 and Death Star 2 were both orbiting, you would actually look at this and say, Yavin, according to the planets, didn't have a lot of ocean space on the planet. Mm. The ocean that you're standing in front of Endor, or the moon of Endor, the sanctuary moon, actually had oceans on it. Now, it doesn't look to me like Endor, but we've also seen behind-the-scenes footage shots that they've been releasing through Celebration. I'm going to lead you back into Celebration, but those are actually shots that look like they filmed up in Redwood City. But it always kind of, yeah, it always kind of cracks me up when, it, well, this doesn't look like that planet. It's like, well, a planet, uh, a planet is, is rather large, rather so large. there's probably another side of it that maybe we haven't seen yet. Great point, and we brought that up earlier about the desert, yeah. about uh, yeah. remnants of battle that are not sitting in Jakku. That could have only happened on one quarter of the planet, not the entire planet. Very true. So, again, it's speculation, but if you look at those little investigative pieces, it it is leading to the fact that we are talking about Endor, the uh, sanctuary moon of Endor. Okay. So, All right. Sorry. All right. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. All right. Fair enough. So, let's get in. Oh, and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted That's to see his look. I wording. swear to God. So Scott, yeah. Scott, I, I, I have, I have a, a Star Wars choice for you. Can Let's we, can we, can we roll the music? Uh, <laughs> yep. Here we go. We'll just do the short version. That's fair. It's, it's Scott. This is, this is just. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. What do you hate more? <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Nico last... or no, no, no. Nico is Nico is not hey, in this equation. Nico, I'm looking out for you. I'm looking out for you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. All right, Scott. What do you hate more, the Last Jedi or Donald J. Trump? Oh, oh damn. Mm. I'm mm. giving him choices. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to save your answer for the end of the show? Because you're going to be sweating about this. I am. For... I'm going to start putting some bullet points down on this one, Dave. Can I bring you? Can I come back to this? Did that you, come from you, Christine? <laughs> What's that, Christine? You've, you've got you've got a bowl full of chili, a vacuum <laughs> tomb up your butt, and a and a gas mask that you can put on one person. Who does it go on? Mm. Ryan, Ryan Johnson, Johnson or Donald Trump? <laughs> uh. All right, you know what? I'm not even going to wait till the end of the show. Mm. It's going on Donald J. Trump. All right, fine. <laughs> yep. Wait, the gas mask is going on Trump? All of yeah. it's going on Trump. Okay. Everything. I want it going from one end back up to the other end. That's what I want. And, it's a it's a closed loop gas mask with 
gas mask with a direct feed to the uh, shop. Ah, got that. it, got it, got can it. He, can he also be watching The Last Jedi on loop the whole time? <laughs> that would be fantastic for me. This is Steve Sansweet of Rancho Obi-Wan, and you're listening to the Wretched Hive Podcast. Guys, let's talk a little bit about the Episode Nine yes. panel at Star Wars Celebration. There's a lot of fun stuff that came out of this panel and some sentimental stuff, too. So let's talk a little bit about Stephen Colbert was the surprise host of the panel. And he was great. Want to roll this clip? This is a Colbert introducing himself. And, um, well, was he really there? Ladies and gentlemen, I am Stephen Colbert. I am so excited. I just flew in from Dagobah, and boy, are my S-foils locked into attack position. And if you don't understand what I just said, what are you doing here? All right, so he also talks a little bit about the fact that Scott is not the only lifelong Star Wars fan. Now, you might be saying to yourself, wait, what is Stephen Colbert doing at the Episode Nine panel? You're damn right. He is a lifelong fan of Star Wars, but doesn't he do a TV show five nights a week in New York City? Doesn't he have a show tonight? How could he be here? Well, let me ask you this. Am I really at this panel right now? <laughs> Riddle me that, Batman. just man. as likely? Riddle I'm in lotus that. position on the roof of the Ed Sullivan Theater. <laughs> Force projecting myself onto the stage right now. There you go. Billy D. Williams took the stage. And uh, he had a few things to say about why he actually decided to be in this movie. I think the truth comes out right here. Listen, it's nice to to have all of this, uh, these accolades and all this admiration. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, but you know, when you're when you're doing this kind of stuff, this acting stuff, and uh, to really have an opportunity to work with some really, really wonderful, extraordinary people is something I I really enjoy more more than just making money. <laughs> but uh, don't get me wrong, I love making my money. <laughs> <laughs> Ever the smoothie, Billy D. Now he also seriously did he not have a six pack of Colt forty five before he went? I on? think he think he might have right before he walked on stage, <laughs> uh, and he took the opportunity to uh, clear some things up about about Lando. Oh, so uh, let's roll this one. Uh, and you have this kind of threat. Here's a guy chasing after the Boba Fett's chasing after. I have to explain this stuff to people. I don't understand why. You, you don't have to explain I, it to these I get, people. You know, I, I get sick and tired of being accused of betraying Han Solo. Such a great line. Never going to live a great it down. Line. Look, look, no, it's like <laughs> first person singular. You know, all of a sudden I'm talking about me instead of Lando Calrissian. But anyway, he was up against Darth Vader. He, he had to figure something out. By the way, did anybody die? Nobody died, right? So Billy D defending (laughs) defending Lando by saying, "Look, nobody died. It's fine. Yeah, right. Han got a little tortured. No big deal. A little little Uh, bit. Just a little bit. 
Uh, we also had a great moment with J.J. Um, Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy on stage with Stephen Colbert talking about the late, great Carrie Fisher. How, how, did you, how did you approach filling the void left by Carrie in this, in this movie? Um, well, as I've said, we, we couldn't. And as Chris Terrio, the, the co-writer, and, and, and Kathy and Michelle Rejwan, producer, as we all talked about how to move on, I mean, she was the best. She was glorious. She was amazing. Um, you know, um, and, and, and we, all, we all just loved her. And I, I knew her for many years before as well, uh, episode seven. She, she, was, she was the greatest. It, it, it was impossible. There was no way. What are you going to do? You don't recast that part, and you don't suddenly have her disappear. And the weird miracle of having had a number of scenes from uh, Force Awakens that had gone unused, looking at those scenes and starting to understand that there was actually a way to use those scenes to continue her story so that it would, it would be her. The idea of having a CG character was off the table. We'd never even want to try. And the idea of saying, well, what if we could actually write scenes around her. So it would be her performance, she's in the movie. And the crazy thing is, and I say this, um, like emotionally, I, it's, it's, it, it's every day it hits me that she's not here. But it, it's so surreal because we're working with her still, if that makes sense. She's in scenes, she's so alive in scenes and the craziest part is how not crazy it feels. She, she is there in these scenes, um, in some scenes with, with Billy, her daughter, who is in the movie as well. And it's just Princess Leia lives in this film in a way that is um, kind of mind-blowing to me. So touching words from J.J. Abrams. And, uh, and uh, I didn't have the Kathleen Ken Kennedy portion of that, but uh, yeah, said some great things about Carrie. Arguably the most fun part of the panel. They, they, they did. Let me just point this out real quick. Not they, that, but coming up. They did point out that they didn't say anything about footage of her from The Last Jedi. They, sure. they only talked about both Kathleen and JJ, if you had all of the Kathleen clips, mm -hmm. um, mentioned that it's clips strictly from Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. So I found that Absolutely. very interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, arguably the most fun part of the panel was well obviously the folks that were in the room got to see the teaser trailer yeah. and then so they play the teaser trailer and then who walks out on stage but the emperor himself sir ian mckellen she's and he, palps and she's he, palps and he delivers this line roll it again <laughs> i love that roll it again and the crowd goes bonkers. His, that build so up, cool. the build up to that moment yeah. was fantastic. You get the emperor's cackle at the end. The yeah. room's dark. Yeah. The lights come back on and everything's red. And he's standing on the stage where all those symbols, that cool design that was behind them, turns right. that emperor red. Yes. And I'm just, and he's standing there, and that cheer that goes on, yeah. it's just fantastic. Well, and everybody goes bananas when they see it's him, right? Yeah. And then. He goes to say the line, and he laughs a little bit because there's this anticipation in the room. Yeah. If you just watch the watch the YouTube video, it's great. Uh, we'll link it into the show notes. 
and then he, he delivers the line, roll it again. Yeah. And they play the second, uh, the trailer the second time. Good, good, good stuff. Um, also, just a, one more clip from, specifically from the um, Star Wars celebration. Uh, Ahmed Best. We talked about Ahmed Best on the show previously. Of course, played Jar Jar Binks in episode one and two. Yep. And three. And three. Um had serious mental problems from the abuse he took was like in a state of depression for years about the abuse he took um, about being Jar Jar and about Jar Jar generally um, received an incredibly warm welcome from the crowd in fact when he walked out onto the Star Wars um, show stage the whole the whole room was chanting Jar 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 uh, surrounded by love and fans, and uh, this is what he had to say. So 20 years since The Phantom Menace yeah. and the 20th anniversary of Star Wars Celebration and is your first celebration. How does it feel to be here? Um, it's really overwhelming, actually, to be honest. Yeah, there's um, a lot. Everyone is so wonderful, and it's, and it's just great to be in this room. The energy is palpable and exciting and so very positive, you know? Love it. Love it. I feel like everybody looks the same. I got older. <laughs> so he directs movies now, and he talked a lot about the films that he's working on um, and other projects. So really great to see Ahmed Best doing doing well. Um, I was going to say, Misa, so happy to be here. <laughs> I was waiting. He didn't do the Jar Jar voice at all. I wanted him to do a little bit. It, it almost sounded like he was going into it for a second. Yeah. His voice has that thing. Uh the whole uh, 20th anniversary panel yeah. for Phantom Menace was actually really interesting. It was a fun, neat thing to see. Uh, Hayden. The, Hayden was there, yes. Yeah. Uh, Doug, the first, they, they talked to uh, Doug Chang um, and some of the other oh, artists. Phantom Menace, so it wouldn't have been Hayden. Sorry. No, no. Uh, yeah, sorry. Not uh, But, but they he start, was there. Yeah. They start, Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Uh, there was actually a great picture of Hayden. Um, I need to dig it up and put it up on our, our page. I really got into the celebration videos and everything that came up, but um, the, the stuff they talked about was really fascinating. Did you uh, see the guy that was walking around the cosplay? There were two awesome cosplays that I saw. One was a guy dressed as a bag of sand. It just said like a gr big gray knapsack and it said sand across his chest. Yeah. And he took a picture with Hayden, of course, who hates <laughs> sand. And then there's a famous picture from... Uh, this is my favorite. The, is it the guy in the short shorts? The pink shorts. Yes, the pink shorts, and he's holding the boom mic. I have the original <laughs> so book from great. 1977 with that photo in it, yeah. and he's the boom mic operator, yes. and that guy that walked around this celebration. That guy won the award for, that was, for uh, inventiveness. I was in tears when I saw so that. Cool. But I will also, I need a big shout-out to whoever did the Obi-Wan Kenobi. That guy looked just like Alec Guinness. Like mm. I'm looking at this picture right here on our wall as we're yeah. recording this, and it was that guy. I was yeah. just like, you need to come on the show, man. Awesome. Right. Another panel that was really great at Celebration, this is the last one we'll talk about here uh, tonight, uh, the, the Mandalorian panel. I know we're all looking forward to the Mandalorian. Uh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni um, were really entertaining they talked um favreau talked about the star wars uh the directors that he had lined up for the show that the first prerequisite that uh was that they had to be a fan of star wars they had to love star wars um he said like we did with marvel and iron man new people are welcome but there's a lot in there 
in the Mandalorian for longtime fans. I have one clip here. Um, they were talking about uh, that during the filming of the Mandalorian, they had a production meeting and they realized that they didn't have enough stormtroopers for the shot. This is and uh, this and is so they reached. So him and Filoni were talking about. Well, where do you find stormtroopers on last minute's notice? We had to plan. Like, have you ever? Has the 501st ever been actually on camera? For I know that you that they've been used by Lucasfilm and they've participated in yes. events. So tell, talk about how it went down because this was kind of a it was cool an story. interesting thing. But I think it was like late on a Thursday, early on a Friday, where we put a call out. We needed a bunch of stormtroopers, and of course we know people that know people that know people. And we called the stormtroopers, and they're like, "What form?" We're like, "Just come down," and <laughs> they came down a whole bunch, like out of nowhere. And the thing that I know about... <laughs> there were a bunch of them in the audience. The thing that yeah. you know exactly. about Star Wars fans is that, in all honesty, a lot of the costumes you guys make are even better than what was used on screen at certain points. <laughs> so I had no worry that it would hold up. And it sure held up. And amazingly, as much as their armor is so accurate, they look like stormtroopers, they act like stormtroopers. Yes. They because know. We, because we were directing people of how yeah. stormtroopers... I mean, Dave, yeah. how, does it, how do they hold their... Gut? Like, what nope. do we do? They know what to do. And they knew what to do with this group showed do. up. But what was so funny is how surprised some of them looked because none, I didn't realize they weren't told what it was for. Yes. <laughs> well, so, yes. So what did, what did they assume? What do you usually use the 500 first for? It could be any number of events where we need stormtroopers, which Lucasfilm does a lot. It, you know, it, it's some kind of... A, function where we have a, a, a panel or something like this, like celebration. It's not normally you show up on a planet where there's a Mandalorian and you get involved with that. That was new. And then we realized, too, everything we rolled out in front of them was like almost a test audience. Yes. And we would sit there and watch as something rolled out. We're like, oh, they seem to like that. <laughs> Floney also said that uh, as a fan, you always want something that's screen used. Yeah. And after the shot, they realized that when they left the set that day, all of their stuff was now official screen used Star Wars stuff, right? Their costumes, their their rifles, everything that That's they brought. That's amazing. Yeah, pretty neat stuff. Yeah. Uh, Dave or Greg, I thought you'd get a kick out of this. They they answered Twitter questions at the end, and one of the questions Actually, from Twitter was, uh, "Where did you draw inspiration yeah, from?" The other way. Come on, come on. And. Uh, is Nico part of this show or is he on another show? <laughs> Sorry, I thought I had my mic muted. Uh, he is nice. part of all like, the shows, Steve. He all is. the shows. He's on my house is tripping over my computer right he's... now and I'm trying to get Did him it. Did it come from Lucasfilm? He's omnipresent. Uh, the question was, where did you draw inspiration from? And uh, Filoni said, well, Caravan of Courage and the Holiday Special. <laughs> I thought of It hurts, Mace. It hurts. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That those are two fans there making Star Wars. Very, very cool. That is. But and by the way, speaking of Mace, <clears throat> I just got on Avengers Endgame for a second. Are we really just going to walk past the idea that Peter Parker is a huge Star Wars fan and he doesn't recognize that Nick Fury is Mace fucking Windu? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He's not great. Deadpool, man. He's not going to break the fourth wall. <laughs> That would be great. Sorry. I'm sorry, Steve. One last note. 
One last note. <laughs> one last note about Star Wars Celebration. And I just heard. I just realized this today because I didn't watch the festivities on Monday because it extended into Monday. So yeah. on Monday they always announce the date and the location of the next celebration. Guess where it is? Twenty twenty road that's, trip. That's next year, by the way. Yeah, Anaheim. The what? Twenty twenty is next year. Anaheim. Oh, so far I don't know if I can make it. One year from today, people. Star Wars Celebration 2020, Anaheim, California. 20 miles that way. Yeah. Wretched Hive on the road, guys. Guaranteed road trip for the Wretched Hive. (laughs) Who do we have to sleep with to be on Radio Row as a podcast for celebration? I'm throwing the gauntlet down right now. Oh, oh. We need to do everything. It's metaphorical, not literal. (laughs) I'm going to put my gauntlet down. Uh, we need to make that happen. It's this is our home turf here. Yeah. We need to defend our house. We do. So we need to ramp up, do as much as we can. We need help from our listeners. We need we need to get crazy this year, and we need to be on podcast row at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim in 2020. That is the goal. Okay. We got to do it, guys. Let's do it. I haven't been to Celebration since Celebration 4. Well, you're going. Yeah. You didn't go to the last one in Anaheim? No, I didn't. I wasn't at that one. That was in 2015, and I saw a bunch of pictures pop up on my thread this week about about that and with me and the family there and all four days. God, it was a blast. No, not one day. I stole your pass for one of the days, so. Uh, no, what are you talking about, Greg? No, we would never do anything like that. <laughs> I know what you're talking no, about. No, you didn't do it. I stole it from you. Oh, you stole oh. it. All right. <laughs> that looks you, like I, Greg's not You going. absolutely did not want to do it. I had to pry it out of your mm-hmm. cold, almost dead hands. Cold, nearly dead hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, guys, we have another huge franchise that we're fans of. Actually, two more to talk about outside of the Star Wars universe. Uh, that um, had some pretty monumental events this past week. That's right. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones season Game 8 of premiere was this past week. Episode 1 aired on uh, this past Sunday. Season 8, let's clarify that. Season 8, episode 1. <laughs> okay. uh, and uh, it was a good episode. We've talked about uh, Game of Thrones quite a bit on the show. Yeah. And uh, there is a Star Wars connection with this year's Game of Thrones. I, and, was, um, I was a little surprised by this. Yeah. So uh, producer David Benhoff talked about hosting George Lucas on the set of Game of Thrones Season 8. When we found out that George Lucas wanted to visit, we thought maybe it was a practical joke. And then we were really excited and also nervous because it's George Lucas. Your sister doesn't like me. If it makes you feel any better, she didn't like me either when we were growing up. Now, Prince. For George to be sitting at my director's chair, that was so cool for me. I had George while I speak to uh, Kit and Amelia. Okay, okay, that was great, great, great. No direction for you. 
don't really care about you. I don't care what happens to you. What? What's going on? I mean, like the first time, like I could remember telling stories was me as a little kid mashing together these like stormtrooper dolls. For so many of us, he's the one who started our obsession with this kind of big epic storytelling. I love that George's his directorial style hasn't changed at all. No, I have no direction yeah. for you. Yeah, I don't care. What he's they talking to, to uh, Kit Kit Harrington in the in the in that scene there, exactly. where he's telling him he doesn't care what happens to him. <laughs> Faster, more intense. <laughs> Perfect for Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, no, right. did uh, we talked a little bit before the show? What did you guys think of uh, episode one of season eight? I was a big fan of the first episode. I I was surprised to find out that there was some, I don't want to say backlash, but there was a lot of people saying it was kind of a meh episode. And I was like, huh, I thought it was really good, actually. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just a fan. What am I going to do? I like this the character development episodes, and this was one of those. Scott, what did, I know you've become a huge fan of the show. What did you think? Yeah, I, I, I'm on board with it. I mean, I really like the episode. Um I like the pacing of it. It kind of actually felt a little bit older. You know, it, it slowed some of the pacing down, but we got some interesting new information as as viewers, watching characters learn some new stuff about themselves, and I thought that was great. I think they yeah. did a good job on, on it. So. Nico, did you get a chance to watch uh, Game of Thrones? And if so, what did you think? I sure did. What? And uh, I have to go back and watch season seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year now. Season seven? Like you missed season seven? No, I watched it. I got to go back and rewatch it. No, he watched. He, wa- he watched season seven. Trust me. Blue eyes, <laughs> white oh, that, that's You right. watched it. That's right. There we go. I, I watched about it that. before all of you did. I how could I, how, how could I forget about that? They so, will never forget. Nico, if you're interested, Lisa found an article that. Um, walks you through the key episodes in all the seasons to watch like the key critical moments. Um, and so we went back and watched season seven and then we went all the way back and watched two or three episodes per season to get ready for episode or season eight. And uh, it was, I'm happy to share that list with you guys. It was, it's a, it was a lot of fun going yeah. back and, and relearning all the game of Thrones uh, mythology. I couldn't, I couldn't fast forward through it. I actually watched the entire series from February until now. Nice. Just to get caught up. And this is the third time I've now seen it. So I'm... Does anybody have it in hard copy that I can borrow? Mm. Uh, I'll 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 get with you after the show, Nico. Thanks, boss. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a creepy sound. Uh <laughs> a little bit uh, uh, there's a couple of other stories that came out of Celebration. Small but significant. So one was about Disney Plus. I wouldn't call this a small story, actually. Oh my God! We God le- no. We, we learn more. We learn more about Disney Plus. Uh, I am a- lifting my desk six inches off the table, off the ground here, just to <laughs> hearing about this Disney Plus service right now. It's more like it's, it's more like ten inches. Give yourself some credit there. David. Well, I'm an older guy. Right. Oh, there. You go. Uh, <laughs> so this is from the uh, a real quick clip here. This is from the Disney. Um, shareholders meeting this is uh not surprisingly not bob Iger giving this uh bob Iger. this oh. uh talk but this is kevin mayer who is the chairman of the direct-to-consumer and international entertainment for the walt disney company talking about disney plus um check this out our family-friendly disney plus service will feature a robust 
an ever-growing slate of original content from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic, as well as recently released films and iconic content from our extensive libraries. As you'll see later in the presentation, we'll continually create new original content and expand access to recent releases to make the experience even more valuable and compelling for consumers. Okay, so I've been dying to talk to you guys about this because so we know about the Star Wars shows, right? We've got the Cassie and Andor show that's that we don't know too much about, but that's in the works. We've got the Mandalorian on the Star Wars side. We've got a new season of Star Wars The Clone Wars yes. that I failed to mention earlier. Um, but it's, on the Marvel side... Star Wars, Yeah, Star Wars Resistance is on there. Oh, Star Wars Resistance. Right. Um, but in terms of Marvel, there's, I think, three new live-action Marvel uh, episodic shows that are going to show up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. uh, now I'm. I need your help here. So one is um, Superman, Winter, Winter Soldier, and Falcon. The Falcon. Yes. Oh wow. So what do you guys know about that? And um, we didn't really talk about talking about this. So sorry if I'm surprising you with it. But um, what do you guys know about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show? What have you heard? The Falcon has the, wings, and the Winter Soldier has a metal arm. It's definitely, definitely going to be on Disney Plus. Okay. I can confirm that from my well placed sources. Okay. Is your well placed source Kevin Mayer or Bob Iger by chance? No. All right. In all, in all seriousness, <laughs> I, my, my well placed sources are all from Disney Uzbekistan. Ah, <laughs> if you go back and watch Civil War, the scenes with uh, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, and with um, um, Falcon Man, a.k.a. the Falcon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they're, they're in their interactions in the back of the of the tiny little bug that they're riding around with, with uh, Steve Rogers as they're trying to be incognito are really funny actually so i'm kind of if it's just two hours or an hour a week of that i think i'm down with it because it was super funny sam sam wilson and bucky barnes is probably the second best buddy cop show i didn't know i needed of course after torbund and the hound if that ever happened that would be the greatest buddy cop show ever (laughs) all right now there's a second show uh that's sent that's a loki centric show Wow. Right. It's about Loki as the star and it's Tom Hiddleton. That's the cool thing is with these shows, they've got all the the film actors stepping up to do these shows. Yeah. And so they're going to they're going to add to the stories and the mythology of the Marvel universe. I I find that most interesting because that is kind of the element of the comics. You know, you have all these kind of side like offshoot stories or, or quests or things that happen in individual issues of comics or character solo titles or whatever. I think that's a it, it lends itself to what their format is. I think mm. it's going to be fantastic. Right. And then the third show, I'm trying to I'm trying to find it here. Anybody So the, the third com- the third there's more shows in those 3 and oh, I'll I'll, okay. I'll bail you out after that. But the third commonly announced show is The Vision and the Scarlet Witch show, which yes. I've heard is called WandaVision. Yes, WandaVision. Thank you. Hmm. Which, by the way, I was gushing over all this stuff with uh, with my significant other, Christine, who is superheroed out. But as soon as I mentioned, and Vision and the Scarlet Witch, which of course has, you know, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. She was like, Paul Bettany's on a show? Well, wh- when is that going to be on? When would we be able to watch that? 
give me your seven dollars <laughs> exactly yeah and oh by the yeah. way at 699 a month I, uh, I, I, I will repeat Greg's line because it was perfect yes Netflix just shit itself and Apple Plus now has uh, explosive diet Apple TV now has explosive diet <laughs> yeah no exactly. doubt yeah. But there there are some other shows that have been announced for Disney Plus. This is okay. I'm, I'm not this isn't a gag. This isn't like a Bill Maher gag or something, no, but not a joke it, here. It, yeah. There is a Hawk there's a Jeremy Renner Hawkeye show that's going to be coming. Yeah. I thought I heard something about it. Apparently it's going to feature him uh, with Kate Bishop if you're fans of the the Matt Fraction Hawkeye series. Okay. Kate Bishop is the female Hawkeye. And there's also uh, Scott and Greg will recognize this there's going to be a what if tv show oh, it's going to be stop right. seriously it's going to be yeah it's going to yeah, be animated seriously. it's going to be animated and the first episode is going to be what if peggy carter was given the super soldier serum wow yeah i didn't hear that it was going to be animated interesting interesting i is so this i'm assuming is separate from the other series that were announced there's oh shit uh, kevin smith is doing one uh Patton oswalt was doing a modok one and there were two mm -hmm. others that are not that was on hulu i believe though right yeah i think that stuff's all on hulu so this one but the what if is also animated yeah interesting interesting i love the what if series it was a really good comic series it was always you, you take some crazy ass mashup and you say what if this was the, the case you know and yeah well there was there, there was there... somebody made a, a a joke on our one of our threads about what if uh, somebody was something else? It that... was Professor X. It was, it was the Ghost Riders. Him with the with the flaming skull, <laughs> screaming along in his wheelchair. That was me. Yeah. What's, the, what's... The, the, and Steve, the premise of what if is that they take you know some moment in Marvel history and say, well, what if it went the other way? Hmm. You know, what if what if yeah. when Stacy had lived instead of died in Amazing Spider-Man 121? Yeah. What if? Aunt May had been killed by the burglar instead of Uncle Ben. What if Loki had found Thor's hammer instead of Thor? Yeah. Hmm. And then they just tell a one-issue story centered around that. In the original series in particular, they got some high-end talent to do some of that stuff. Hmm. That You know, you had like a Frank Miller, what if Daredevil was an Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. issue? And just absolute crazy bonkers things would happen because it's a one a one issue contained story that has no impact on the real world yeah, and, and yeah you little... could almost make this I'm sorry Scott but you could almost make this end up being uh, like a, a Marvel version of like the Twilight Zone you know yeah totally mm -hmm. absolutely and make Greg I was trying to not pull a Scott and jump in on this and wait for the last five minutes to say <laughs> those exact fucking words <laughs> <laughs> By the way, by the way, really quick, yeah. CBS All Access, the new Twilight Zone series. Anybody? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Uh, I saw the no. first episode that was on YouTube. Okay, all right. That's I've been okay. watching it. I like it. I don't love it. I like it. I am okay. a huge fan of the of the uh, of the show, though. All right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Scott. What, no, you had I, a point, I, I was going to say it was a funny thing that that Professor X joke kind of came about because there is a what if comic called uh, What If Professor X Had Become the Juggernaut. Mm. And it looks very similar to that joke cover, which I thought was hilarious. So whoever did that, uh, props, props to you guys. Them. Yeah. Nice. All right, Nico, guys. Nico, you wanted to add something here? <laughs> no. I like some fucking ones. You're a bitch. <laughs> I, 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 Nico, didn't you have a question, though, to ask? Did it come from Lucasfilm? Uh, no, this one did not. <laughs> did it come from um, all right, guys. We, one more, one final story to cover tonight, guys. And this is uh, 
this is a this is kind of a strange one, but it's interesting and it's kind of a big deal in a way. But I don't know what to make of this. Disney has officially renamed the original Star Wars again. All right, so the original Star Wars, of course, nineteen seventy seven, was originally named Star Wars. Yeah, the original theatrical release is right around the corner, guys. Yep, right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, waiting with bated breath. And then the name was officially changed to Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Yeah. Shortly after the theatrical release. Uh, well, it's changed again, guys. Now the official title of the original Star Wars film is Star Wars: A New Hope. So they dropped the episode, the Star Wars Episode Four, and just went straight up. Star Wars A New Hope. Steve, Steve, I've got some breaking news <laughs> right now on top of this. Disney has okay. just released a new statement. Oh, okay. Oh. Go ahead. No, yeah. <laughs> Disney just released a new statement stating that they have changed the name again. Oh, what's the new name? Due to the lack of popularity, it is now Star Wars colon Indiana Jones <laughs> and the Temple of A New Hope. Wow. <laughs> All right. You know what? I was about to ask, has there ever been a case of a movie changing its title, you know, 10 years, however many years after its release? But Scott just reminded me, they did that exact same thing because it is officially Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Which which is actually going back to just Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, God damn it. Seriously? Yeah. They're changing it again. They're changing it again. I guess when you have Disney money, you can do whatever the hell you want. I am going to blame George Lucas for all this bullshit, actually. (laughs) It's driving me crazy. (laughs) Don't blame George. It's not his fault. Well, you know they're making the change because of the new movies, right? It's because of the way that they do They're trying to get everything in line, and so then when they release the original theatrical version (laughs) in the next box set, it'll all make sense oh you're gonna give me a heart attack it's i like gonna... that scott even agrees with me that that's never coming out now i just yeah. i love that i can't wait till you guys have to eat crow on that one <laughs> so we'll, we'll, I, we'll I, all be long dead by that time <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. i do come back to they keep talking about how the entire disney film library is going to be available and i'm just like song of the south anybody yeah is nope. that going to be on there Negative star wars holiday right. special is that is that going to be on there? They Negative Ghost Rider. You know, I just have one question to wrap this up. Um, when we release our definitive Blu-ray set, yes. will this be on it? It's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Yahoo! Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. It'll be renamed Star Wars Episode Something, the Tweet of the Week. Greg, what do you got for us this week? The Tweet of the Week. Man, it's like like stepping into an old pair of shoes right now, and it feels so good. It does. So stinky and smooth. You know, I uh, with the the plethora of news that's out and about in the Star Wars universe right now, uh, the Twitter world has come alive. And this is not so much a Twitter feed that you should be watching. This is a hashtag. It's hashtag How Star Wars Should End. Mm. 
And there's several of them out there that are pretty funny. I'm going to start with, uh, I don't know who this is, Ratchet, Ratchet Attachment Disorder Ghost. Darth Vader reveals he's transgender and announces that, Luke, I am your mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. You got oh, another man. one? Uh, there was another one I thought it was him. It says, we find out that Yoda is actually wrong. We can't always do, so trying actually is an option. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I like these. I like these. I think uh, a coffee table book goes to order. black after sitting down to eat at the cantina with Don't Stop Believing playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh my god. Oh, How, man, hashtag how Star Wars should end. I just got a kick out of it and I thought it was a good reason to bring back the Star Wars tweet of the week. Oh, love it, love it, love it. Well, with that, guys, <laughs> let's wrap this, this up. This work, Steve. Did it come from Lucasfilm? God, go. <laughs> wow. God, Nico. It's amazing that that came through so clearly. It's almost like you recorded it right next to me. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, you know, yeah. some, some days we're just blessed around here in the old production facilities at the Wretched High podcast. And, uh, blessed. you know, you got you get this dropped into your lap. Did it come from anyway, <laughs> good stuff. Well, if you've ever had something dropped into your lap... And it sounds like this. Uh, let us know how it felt. Uh, the number is 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell HIVE. Come get your hand off my penis! You can also find us online <laughs> at thewretchedhive.net on Facebook. Although we definitely don't recommend it. Facebook.com forward slash wretched hive podcast you can email us Zuckerberg. the show at the wretched hive.net you can instagram us that we highly recommend instagram still zuckerberg still zuckerberg the wretched hive 77 <laughs> uh you can tweet at us at wretched hive pod find us on google Podcasts or stitcher or even Podbean. uh but the best way to listen to this show and to help us out with promoting the show is to leave us a review on Apple iTunes or uh, it's Apple Podcast. Sorry, oh. another thing has been renamed. <laughs> All this renaming Star Wars Episode One Apple Podcast. Uh, search the Wretched Hive. Subscribe to the show. Leave a review. Five stars, one star, any stars, but we prefer the four or five stars. So it would be great. And um, throw us some stars our way, and we really appreciate it, guys. What is it? Episode eighty-five. Eighty-five is in the books. Final thoughts. I am looking forward to another superhero TV show, guys. It's called The Boys, and it's going to be on Amazon. It debuts at the end of July, I believe. The Boys. Got to be on the lookout for it. Huh. Yeah. Okay. My only thoughts are bury the past. Mm. Let the past die. Let the immediate past die? Yeah, all of it. Guys, have a great couple of weeks. Until next time, may the Force be with us all. Roll it again. Roll it again. <laughs>